Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Welcome back to another intoxicating episode of Talking Lamar. I'm glad you're here. Are you a Swifty? <laughs> Even if you're not, she's a phenomenon. And you might want to know some facts in case the subject comes up in conversation and you want to be considered relevant. Here we go. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sorry, I forgot what I was talking about. What are you talking about? I am talking to you. That's just what I was talking about. It's Talking Lamar. You know, Taylor Swift was born on December the 13th, 1989, in Reading, Pennsylvania, to Scott Kinsley Swift and Andrea Gardner Finley Swift. Now, she was born on the 13th. 13 is a number that still follows her today, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Just keep that in mind. She was named after James Taylor, the famous singer. She grew up on a Christmas tree farm from the ages of 5 to 10. And she said it was such a weird place to grow up, but it has cemented me in this unnatural level of excitement about fall and then the holiday season. And in 2019, she released a Christmas song called Christmas Tree Farm. And in the video, it's, comp it's comprised of clips of her childhood. You can see her as she was growing up and stuff like that. And after attending high school during her freshman and sophomore years, she transferred to Aaron Academy to be homeschooled because it worked better for her busy tour schedule. And she received her graduation diploma by email. Now, her mom actually wanted Taylor to become a horseback rider. Because of this, Swift rode competitively until she was 12 years old. However, she later told her mom, she, this is not what I want to do. This is not my passion. Her mom's passion was horses, but it was not hers. And Taylor wrote a novel titled A Girl Named Girl at the age of 14. And as far as we know, her parents owned the last remaining copy. That she learned the guitar at the young age of 12. So I mean, it's like she's destined for this. I mean... Like it was never not yeah. going to be, don't you think? I look at I look at her life story, and it was just she was born on the starting line, and took off like from the <clears throat> the jump. And there's a lot of resentment that you know, and back there's always been backlash against Taylor Swift since she came out. I mean, Max will tell you, Lamar, that I have been defending Taylor Swift um, for well about how long, Max? About two decades now. Yeah, <laughs> that's how long she's been doing this, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I think that it's very easy to take shots at someone that is hustling so hard. Like, she just puts the work in. 
It doesn't have to be your thing. You don't have to be the biggest fan. But to disrespect the talent, the work ethic, yeah. the commitment, yeah. that just makes you look like an like petty and maybe even jealous and kind of like an ass. So like can you let people can you let people have their thing? I don't know how to play golf. I don't know anything about golf. But like Kev will put a golf match, I think that's what they're called on on TV. And and I'm like, wow, you gotta hand it to that guy. That was pretty impressive yes. what you just did. Yes. Like, can yes. you just let people who are filled with that kind of passion and commitment and drive, can you just let them run and and either watch and applaud or look away? Do you have to throw stones? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand human nature in that way. Lamar, you know, do you well, really? No, I don't. Quoting the wise man Taterhead, what she eats don't make me fat. I mean, yeah. that's her business. You know, let it let it ride. Just and just enjoy the idea that somebody can be this talented. In fact, she wrote her first song, Lucky You, uh, when her local computer repairman slash musician, Ronnie Kramer, taught her how to strum a few chords on the guitar. The foremost song she learned to play, however, was Sixpence None the Richer's hit, Kiss Me. And age, at age 11, she performed at the Philadelphia 76ers game, and she sang the Star Spangled Banner as well as the national anthem. And she emerged victorious at a local talent competition singing Leanne Rimes' Big Deal in the same year. Uh, you know, her initial attempts to break into country music they were not that successful. At the age of 11, she went to Nashville with her mom and submitted uh, Dolly Parton and the Dixie Chicks cover songs to some record labels, but she was rejected by everybody. Everyone in that town wanted to do what I wanted to do, so I kept thinking to myself, I need to figure out a way to be different. And it was only at a showcase in Nashville's Bluebird Cafe in 2005 that she caught the attention of Scott Borchetta. He was a record executive who was preparing to form an independent label, Big Machine Records, and she became one of the company's first signings. And her father purchased 3% share in that record company. And then she began working on her debut album, and she persuaded Borchetta to hire Nathan Chapman as her producer. And her first lead single, Tim McGraw, was released in June of 2006, and Taylor Swift's self-titled album was released later than a year in October. Um, it peaked at number five on the U.S. Billboard Top 200, and it spent 275 weeks there. Uh, she returned to uh, Bluebird in 2018, surprising, surprising fans with a duet alongside country songwriter Craig Wiseman. I mean, now she's got her start, and now she's – and, I mean – there's so no I'm, stopping I'm her having, past that. I'm having a thought, you know, that here at age 11, you know, she went and she took her shot in Nashville. And everybody rejected her, right? Yep, yep. And instead of going home and uh, saying, well, you know, I took my shot. It wasn't meant to be. She drilled down and worked even harder. And yes. that that is such a powerful illustration of that old, I don't know whether it's a piece of advice or you know, piece of wisdom or an adage or whatever, but you never, here's why you don't want to quit. Cause you never know if the moment you quit, the very next one was going to be the moment you succeed. And you'll never know that if you quit, right? You don't lose. You don't lose till you quit. 
You do yeah. not lose. To, if you're in the game. You, you don't lose till you quit. And she didn't that, quit. You know, like when my first marriage went south, I didn't quit, Lamar. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this again. <laughs> and then I'm going to try it again. You know, you just got to get in there. Well, let's take a little break on that. We'll be back with some more Taylor stuff. We are so excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. Well-marbled, juicy, and always fresh with loads of behind-the-scenes photos and videos, exclusive content including our classic chat room calls and our best of CDs. And best of all, it's just $4.99 a month. BobandSherry.com slash premium. A lot of her multi-platinum releases have been credited to her skills as a songwriter. You know, Bad Blood, uh, Back to December, Our Song. It, it is only her album, Speak Now, which she exclusively penned and co-produced from end to end, from start to finish. Then speaking of lyrics, Taylor revealed to Rolling Stones in 2014 that she is often inspired to write lyrics that burn. Sometimes the lines in a song are lines you wish you could have text messaged somebody in real life. Swift added, I would just be constantly writing all these zingers like burn, burn, and I would write them down and keep them. And, um, you know, she's thinking, if I sent somebody that, that would really get to her. And, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have felt that burn, I guess, <laughs> from, from some of her song uh, writing. Uh, Taylor told Vogue magazine in 2016, um, she revealed that Blank Space took the least amount of time to write because she had written a lot of those lines down already in the year preceding the session, and she just put them together. But All Too Well took the longest to write. She said it was a really emotional song, and I kept putting it down for months on end, you know, picking it back up, putting it down, and it's the one that took the longest. And There uh, is some incredible writing in All Too Well, though. Like there, there are, I love, you know, words, stories, books, yeah. poems, songs, whatever. So there's a, um, a handful of lines in all too well, um, that are so powerful. Um, here's an example. You call me up again, just to break me like a promise. So casually cruel in the name of being honest. Oh, who hasn't lived that? <laughs> That is an awesome line. It really, really mm. is. It is really. Poor Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. Um, I'll say this about Taylor's lyrics, because y'all are dudes. But um, one of the reasons that Taylor, that Swifties, fans of Taylor Swift, go from age six to age 86 and above is because she sings about um, a female, the female experience. And like, I'm not 15 anymore, but I remember being there. And her song 15 really speaks to me. Um, I have not had my heart broken in my 20s since I was in my 20s, but I haven't lost touch with any of that experience. Um, all of those lines that where you're hoping for something wonderful to happen, you know, and I'm a big fan of um, Evermore and 
like her like that whole uh section of music that whole pile of music that came out during the pandemic um you don't have to be 16 to remember the experience of having been 16 and she centers the female experience in the narrative in a way that like can be hard to find in some songwriting you know like i got no fight with um beast of burden but i don't i can't put myself in there you know what i mean i remember the first time i heard some of springsteen bruce springsteen songs i i could relate to the lyrics because i felt like he was singing about my parents even though my he's uh, springsteen's about 20 years younger than my mom but that sort of like blue collar broke ass not many options desperate yearning for freedom but you get trapped like the whole river album that was my mom and dad so sometimes the power of a song is that it lets you travel in time it lets you look in a mirror at different versions of yourself and it kind of keeps you in touch with all of the ways that you used to feel so when people say asshole things like oh she only dates guys so she can write a breakup song Oh, for the love of Jeebus. <laughs> Do not let such yeah. stupid things come out of your face hole. Like, what kind of reductive, petty, jealous, moronic take is that? Please address. It, it make no, it, it makes no sense. It's like it's like it's like the tweet on Twitter. She's only dating Kelsey for his money. Oh, shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Who what idiot said that? It was a tweet on X. Yeah. yeah. Somebody comment. Oh, yeah. She just dated Prism. What? Where are you coming from? That just tells me you can't even read because I, I don't I know. For- Who doesn't know that she's a superstar with more money than she knows what to do with? I forget what trembling little incel tweeted this, Jim, but after um, the Chiefs won the playoff game, all of the players get a bonus or whatever. And Travis Kelsey received a $70,000 bonus for that victory. And one of these sniveling little dish rags tweeted, $70,000 bonus. Now we see why Taylor's with him. Oh my God, she could buy his team. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, you know, uh, talking about writing songs, she didn't just write songs just for her. Uh, she's written songs like Better Man for a Little Big Town and uh, You'll Always Find Your Way Back Home from the show Hannah Montana. Uh, she's actually written under other names. Um, so so uh, she wrote This Is What You Came For under the name Nils Soberg. Uh, the single that was for artist Calvin Harris, her former boyfriend. That's another one of them that she dated just to write, you know, I mean, come on. It's not, yeah. that just doesn't yeah. make any sense. Now she's, she's not, she's not uh, a stranger to real estate either. She's made a significant mark in this real estate segment. She has eight properties in New York, the value of $84 million. And she's got a lavish duplex penthouse in Manhattan's Tribeca area. It's valued at $20 million. She renovated the apartment for $535,000 after she got it. She also owns a four-story townhouse in the city, and she converted it into a single house. It consists of three homes. 
The first one she bought in 2015 for $19.95 million. The second in 2017 for $12.5 million. And a year later, she got the third one for $9.7 million. Now, that's on the East Coast. Los Angeles' portfolio is equally big. In 2015, she splurged around $25 million on a Beverly Hills mansion that was formerly owned by film producer Samuel Goldwyn. And it was restored to the 1934 aesthetics, and it has received L.A.'s historic landmark accreditation, meaning it cannot be demolished or significantly altered. That's pretty smooth. I'd love to see inside that. Um, Yeah, can you imagine? She's big on pets, of course. She's a pet parent. She's got three feline cats, feline cats, feline fur balls, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. They're not only gorgeous, but they're very expensive. We talked about this the other day. Um, she owns two Scottish fold cats named Meredith Gray and Olivia Benson, after the characters from Gray's Anatomy and Law and Order. Yeah, so and the third one is a ragdoll cat named Benjamin Button, named after Brad Pitt's famous character. Now, you know cats. What is a ragdoll cat, Sherry? A ragdoll. So my friend, um, Ann Oberlander, used to have a ragdoll cat who lived for a million years. It's just, it's a breed of cat. And they're very, um, they're, they're whimsical. They have whimsical little faces like toys. Like they're, and they're fluffy, fluffy, fluffy. And the Scottish folds have kind of like pancakey faces with small ears. My niece, Brittany has a Scottish fold cat named Frankie. So when we say these are expensive cats, they're expensive the way like a purebred um, German shepherd is expensive or a purebred Siamese yeah. cat is expensive. Unless you got your or, cat. Or, or a purebred standard poodle. Standard just got poodle. Back yeah. From the so, groomer about two so, minutes ago. Yes. Yeah, so people go, Oh, Taylor's cats are expensive. And I'll be this, I'll be watching like social posts with Taylor hate and, and some biatch will be like, and her cats are so expensive. And then I look, I flip over to look at her, uh, her, 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 her Instagram pictures. And like every picture is her with a pair of prize winning labradoodles. Like girl, <laughs> you didn't find those in a dumpster. So get off your high horse. Like, Yes. Uh, I just, I don't understand it. I just, uh, I'm going to gag my, I'm going to gag my, I just don't understand it. You know, now she really is very successful and she's got a ton of nice things, but she's also known to donate to charitable causes everywhere she goes. In 2012, she gave $4 million to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum, and she opened up the Taylor Swift Education Center in Nashville, it's a, a place for people of all ages to come together and to learn and connect with the museum's content. They have art installations, video labs, educational tours. I mean, all kinds of stuff. She also supports the musical scene on, uh, on her birthday, like on her 21st birthday, she donated a hundred thousand to Nashville symphony in 2013. Uh, they had the big uh, hurricane, uh, she helped raise $750,000 through a benefit concert. She donated another 50000 to the Nashville Food Relief. I mean, it's not like she's not helping people, you know? Uh, she donated 113 to the pro-LGBTQ community uh, in Nashville. Uh, she's, she's, she's very, very generous. Very generous. The, 
the um, terrible mass shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade that just oh, happened. Yeah. She donated $100,000 to um, uh, the GoFundMe for the radio, the female radio personality that was killed in that. And naturally, over on um, the artist formerly known as Twitter, people were like, is that all? Okay, Grace, did you donate? How about you, Dave? Did you give a nickel give, to that GoFundMe? Did you give 20 Did you give bucks? them anything? Because if you gave nothing and you're pissing because she gave them a hundred thousand, you've got to be kidding me. And I know that we live in outrage culture, Lamar. I know that like everyone's default is to be insulted or outraged or critical because like, ooh, then then maybe you'll get retweeted and have some clout if you say something really shitty. But yeah. But, you know, the more you do really petty, gross things, do you know what happens to your soul? It becomes petty and gross. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, like, stop. Because she has been incredibly generous. She saw a GoFundMe for a little boy fighting cancer, donated to it, reached out to his family, connected with his family, wrote a song about him, a beautiful song called Ronan. Um, what, like, what have you done? How about all of the food banks that she's funded in every city oh, where the Eras yes. tour has played? I'm sure you're yeah. looking at that right now too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, you cannot take a- away from her that she is, she is very, very generous. And you know, she's also done film and TV. She's had uh, nine movie and television cameos, which included, she was a grunge haired victim on CSI. Uh, she was a small-time musician in Hannah, Montana. Uh, she was Taylor Lautner's angry girlfriend in Valentine's Day back in 2010. Uh, she's done some stuff with the animated, the Lorax. She's done uh, New Girl, This Is Rosemary, Cats. Uh, she's just she's done a lot of stuff, and I and I'm sure people are thrilled to have her do it. I mean, just have her show up, and it's cool to see her show up and uh, just a bit part in something. So it's pretty cool. Do you know what um, what was uh, surprising and delightful? And of course, you know, I there's no it's no secret. Like I'm, a, I've been a Swifty forever. Like I'm just such a fan, and I've met Taylor. Okay, and she's as the lovely and delightful in person as she. Yeah, what did she you? Might what be. did you? What did you meet her? What did you meet? At a um, backstage at a show, I met her and her mom. And oh, um, so cool. Yeah, like I'm just a big fan, right? What surprised yeah. and delighted me was. Um, how funny she was comedically. She's done some really clever stuff on the tonight show and on Saturday night live. Yes. Yes. You know, and one of the, one of the most self-deprecating and charming things that I've seen a performer do was her Saturday night live monologue, which um, Max is going to play for us right now. Staying up past my bedtime to watch Bill Hader and Andy Samberg. (laughs) Being here is incredible. I'm excited and I'm nervous. And you know, whenever I'm feeling strong emotions about something like this, I usually write a song about it. (laughs) So this is what I came up with. It's called Monologue Song. In parentheses, la la la. sparkly dresses, but I'm not going to talk about that in 
things that smell like winter, but I'm not going to talk about that in my monologue. La, la, la. La, la, la. I like writing songs about douchebags who cheat on me, but I'm not going to say that in my monologue. I like writing their names into songs so they're ashamed to go in public, but I'm not going to say that in my monologue. I think I'd bring up Joe, that guy who broke up with me on the phone, but I'm not going to mention him in my monologue. Hey, Joe, I'm doing real well. Tonight I'm hosting SNL. In my monologue. La, la, la. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. La, la, la. And if you're wondering if I might be dating the werewolf from Twilight, I'm not going to comment on that in my monologue. La, 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 la. This is my musical monologue. You might be expecting me to say something bad about Kanye. <laughs> And how he ran up on the stage and ruined my VMA monologue. <laughs> but there's nothing more to say, cause everything's okay. I've got security lining the stage. <laughs> it's my SNL monologue. La, la. <laughs> Talk about being in on the joke. All and right. she wrote that herself. She wrote oh, that herself. She, she had no, yeah, she had no help from them at all. She had no help. <laughs> Here's something that's pretty interesting. Um, she keeps an aquarium in her living room filled with vintage baseballs in her $15 million Tribeca apartment. Um, it has a separate guest bedroom for her bestie, Carly Cloth. Uh, has the supermodels photos in it and everything. And she has a framed photograph of her infamous on-stage encounter with Kanye West in her Nashville home. And it's captioned, life is full of little interruptions, <laughs> which I think <laughs> is hilarious. And when it comes to having brunch with her friends, her favorite alcoholic beverage is a chilled vodka with Diet Coke. I don't know who taught her to drink, but if she likes Nobody it, taught her business. to drink. She needs help, <laughs> that, Lamar. That is the yeah. one area that our queen <laughs> needs a little help with. Yeah. I mean, I understand. If you don't want to drink it, just have a Diet Coke. Don't you? Don't, I mean, just don't. <laughs> Listen, she can't be perfect at everything, you know? Yeah. No, yeah, I guess It not. seems no, like she is. Now, here's her drive through order. And it's ready at all points of the day. And it is cheeseburger, fries, and a chocolate milkshake no, to go. 
And one of her favorite drinks of all time is Perrier water. She likes all the flavors, black cherry, pomegranate, strawberry, all the flavors. She likes that. Um, now, she's obsessed, they say, with Phoebe Water Waterbridge from the show Fleabag. Sherry, have you seen the show? I have not it's seen terrific. the show. It's terrific. Oh, Matt, Lamar, she, you would love it. You and, Kamar, you and Carla would enjoy that. I'm going to I'm gonna check it out. She loves Friends. In fact, she told uh, GQ that after performing and having meeting a bunch of fans and all of that, she likes to go home. And have a friend's mini marathon. That's how she relaxes. Um, she also wrote, you remember the uh, redhead named Abigail that Swift her released? best in, yeah. friend. Yeah. And, and yeah. still her best friend today. They are still besties yep. today. Yeah, they're still best friends. Um, she's also was photographed at Brittany Mac's Pennsylvania uh, wedding. Uh, doing her maid of honor responsibilities. I mean, she'll be in, if, if you're her friend, she's in your wedding, which is, you know, it's just pretty cool. Um, one of her, in her speech at the wedding, she said, real love doesn't mess with your head. Real love is, is, it just is. Real love just endures. Real love maintains. Real love takes page by page. Listen, who else do you want doing a toast than somebody that can write lyrics like she writes lyrics? I mean. Oh, Yeah. Well, there's and no doubt about that. Speaking of Abigail, that's who the song 15 was written yes. about and yeah. for. Yeah. And and uh, I want you to imagine being um having that like what kind of a gift that is to have have your best friend write a song oh. like that for you. That will be that's going to be like songbook song. You're going to hear people covering that 30 years from now if we still have people. Yeah. Which the way some of y'all behaving I'm concerned. And then you on your very first day and he's got a car and you're feeling like flying and your mama's waiting up and you're thinking he's the one and you're dancing round your room and the night Maybe you have to be a girl. I don't know for that to hit you in the feels that hard. Hey, here's a little fun fact for you boys. Um, the guy that that uh, she had the crush on that inspired the song "Teardrops on My Guitar" never had the first clue that she had a crush on him. <laughs> really? So some of y'all can be so oblivious. His yeah. name really is Drew, and he really was completely like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Like he had no idea. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know she's uh, one of her friends. One of her big time friends is uh, Selena Gomez. Um, they they're pretty tight. Uh, Haim sisters, Blake Lively, Emma Stone. Uh, she's, she's got a girl. ton of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really girls, is. Girls. Uh, for big stars like Taylor, and and they've got millions of followers. Mental health becomes a really key thing. And she revealed, and I, I, I went and looked at this. Uh, it was too long to put in here right now, but she did, revealed her hacks in an article entitled 30 Things I Learned Before 30. 
And one of the things she talked about in there, she talked about social media, that it can be great, but it can also inundate your brain with images of what you aren't, how you're failing, or who is a, a in a cooler place than you or doing better than you at any moment. And she said one thing she does, she lessens that weird insecurity stuff by turning off comments. She keeps all her comments off on all of her posts. She said, that way I can show my friends and fans updates of my life and you know, but I'm training my brain not to need the validation of someone telling me how I look or how I'm acting or anything like that. Um, so smart. She yeah, said, it is. It is. But, but, but may I say that she's not going to see anybody on social media who's doing better than she is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably true. She says that uh, she uh, doesn't keep Twitter or X or whatever downloaded on her phone. I mean, if she wants to check it, she has to, you know, download it because she didn't keep it on there. And, you know, remember I said at the first that I would talk about the number 13, and here we are. This is what she says. I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday the 13th. My first album went gold in 13 weeks. My first song that ever went number one, it had a 13-second intro. I didn't do that on purpose. It just was. And every time I've ever won an award at an award show, I've either been seated in the 13th row or row M, which is the 13th letter. And when I won the Horizon Award at the CMA Awards, the producer came up to me when I was sound checking and he said, all right, get ready. We're going to go on in 13 seconds. And I picked up another few of her 13 facts Uh, The lucky one is the 13th track on her album, Red. It has a 13-second intro, and the word lucky is said 13 times in the song. For her first two concert tours, Taylor would draw the number 13 on her hand with either eyeliner or something else before each show. Her drummer put the number 13 on his drum, and when she she does what she calls Taylor's, She goes to a fan's live stream and she comments 13 emojis. She says that if she sees a 13, it brings her luck. But if she sees no number 13 that day, it's not a good day. She's going to lose. In the film Valentine's Day, her character gives her boyfriend a gift, his own shirt with the number 13 on the back which is also her character's lucky number. And in the elevator, Taylor's character also had a number 13 on her hand. In five of her songs, Teardrops on My Guitar, White Horse, Hours, Gorgeous, and Mastermind peaked at 13 on the Billboard Hot 100. Her Twitter account, or X account, is at Taylor Swift 13, which has 13 characters in it. The incident with Kanye West was at the 2009 VMAs and it took place on September the 13th. When Taylor posts on a screenshot of the song she's listening to on Instagram, the song's timestamp will always be 13 seconds. And in 2018, Swift won 13 awards. In the Out of the Woods video, she falls. 13 times out of the woods has 13 letters on October the 13th, 2014, a clip of the song premiered on good morning America. 
In her song, Willow, she says, that's my man, 13 times. If the apostrophe and spaces are counted, this line would have 13 characters. There's even more of that, but it's, that's just oh, amazing. This just but, amazing. Whoa, whoa. Did you pay attention to the power of the number 13 in the last Super Bowl game? So oh, yes. Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 was the 13th Kansas City Chiefs game that Taylor Swift attended. Her flight from Tokyo to Los Angeles took 13 hours. The numbers 5 and 8 in Super Bowl 58 add up to 13. February 11th and the 49ers digits all add up to 13. And after entering halftime with a total score of 13, the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 58 on a 13-play drive in overtime. <laughs> the the Tay Voodoo, as the Swifties call it, is so real. I mean, well, I'm it's crazy, something. isn't it? I would tell you something. I, I, I'm, I'm a person that doesn't believe in numer numerology and all that stuff. So there's, there's a big list of these facts, so the 13 facts. When I... When I picked the fact, and I went down and picked every third or fourth one, okay, I just went down. When I picked them and I was done, I had all I wanted, just for the heck of it, I went back and counted how many of those facts I picked. And honestly, it was 13. No. It was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because when I read the, the first, the, the first thing that I said was her quote about uh, uh, all, you know, her first song and all that kind of stuff. But then after that, there were facts, and I counted those facts. I went back three times and counted it. I said, this is ridiculous, but it was. So <laughs> she's got something going with the 13. I have to go ahead and say, she really does. It's wow. an amazing, it's an Just, amazing thing. I can't imagine how much further she, I mean, she can go as far as she wants to go. It's just whenever she decides to do something different, but. So it's going to be just, interesting to watch. It really is. Hey, Lamar, just be grateful. Be so thankful to your maker that for every goofy damn thing you did as a teenager, you were not the boy who had no idea that Taylor Swift had a crush on you. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I I, I guess she's alerted him to that. He knows who he is now. Oh, he so knows now. Yeah, he does know now. <laughs> I feel like that well, is something that would happen to Max. Max would go, wait, what? <laughs> You're kidding. Taylor Swift had a crush on me? Oh, where's a time machine? <laughs> well, that's going to wrap it up for all of our Swifty facts today. We've enjoyed sharing it with you. I hope you had a good time. We sure did. I'll be back with another episode. Be sure not to miss it because you know me. I hate a quitter. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to Talkin' Lamar, the Oddcast, and the Bob and Sherry Podcast. We would really love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening. 
Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.